We'd like to thank the sponsors of today's podcast. Thanks, Harry's. A great shave at a great price. Claim your free trial offer from Harry's today at $13 value for free when you sign up at harrys.com forward slash sisters. You just need three bucks for shipping. Also, today's show is brought to you by Honest Tea. Learn more by visiting honesttea.com slash podcast. Honest Tea, refreshingly honest. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in San Monica, California, with two of my sisters on the line. Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. How are you this morning? I'm good, Liz. Very good. Nice weather here. It's short weather. Can I recommend that you wear a pair of shorts uh, or a skirt whenever possible? (laughs) I I haven't worn shorts. It's super hot. Yeah, well, no, I'm just, just, I, I want to like more shorts. You know, last week I talked about the PGA tour. I feel yeah. like this is, this is the thing. Shorts and squirts. Uh, get okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> Lee and Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California. How's everything there? Liz, everything's great. Um, you know, I just wanted to welcome new listeners to Satellite Sisters. We, every week we get new listeners. We can see that from our downloads. If you've discovered the show, we would, first of all, welcome. We're glad that you're here. We're glad you found us. We've been doing this for a long time, so there's a lot of information for us about us at SatelliteSisters.com. There are a lot of uh, shows you can download at Apple Podcasts, and we would love for you to be part of our Facebook group and our Facebook page. And just join the Satellite Sisterhood. Just dive in and let us know where you first uh, discovered us or how you first discovered us, because we like hearing that, too. That's helpful to us. So welcome. Welcome, new <laughs> listeners. <laughs> welcome. Very nice, Leanne. Very Thank nice. you. And it's very timely because we are doing a new listener survey, which would be not for uh, not a survey for new listeners, but a listener survey. It's just new. The last one we did was four years ago. We're trying to update our information. Uh, it is posted on our webpage at SatelliteSisters.com. We've also posted it in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. It's super easy. Six questions. Boom, boom, boom. You get in, you get out. It's really helpful to us just to know who you are, where you are, that kind of thing. So if you can help us, we're trying to get up to 400 uh, responses. Last week, we got 100 right off the bat. So thank you so much for everyone that already went and filled that out. Uh, It's super easy. So thank you for that. And we also started something new last week on our web page at SatelliteSisters.com. We're now posting the uh, promo codes for the various sponsors of the shows because we get a lot of emails from you or posts in the Facebook group saying, tell me again what that Harry's code is or tell me again what I'm supposed to do for, you know, story worth. So you can always look for that at SatelliteSisters.com now if you are uh, interested in following through on one of those offers. Thanks, Liz, because that's a lot of work. So we appreciate you doing that post. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I would say it does, it's not like it looks great, but it's, it's there. The information is there. With, <laughs> with the photo, it, looks, it looks better than if I did it, Liz. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yes. That's our standard. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Julie, right. Julie, what, you said you had a strange encounter. I did. I had something happen this morning that I just, it's very unsettling. Um, I have a morning routine. I get up very early. I walk to my Starbucks. I get myself a cup of coffee, take a big walk home. That's it. So this morning, walk to my Starbucks, and I arrive at the door of Starbucks at the exact same moment 
that a man, I'll call him Silver Fox, was also arriving. This is a gentleman probably in his 60s, gray hair, um, glasses, wearing very nice athletic clothes. And we arrived at the door at the same time. Now, you know, if he opened the door for me, that I would then be entering Starbucks ahead of him and you know, I would be in front of him in line when, in fact, he had arrived at the door slightly ahead of me. So it really was his his position to go into Starbucks first to order his co- get his coffee drink and move on. And so that's what happened. I said, you know, oh, no, you go first. And so he went in. He ordered. He did not speak to me. He ordered his drink. I was standing behind him. I didn't speak to him. And he got his drinks. And then he turned And he squeezed my arm. He took his hand and he put it on my arm and he squeezed it and sort of smiled and said, you know, I was holding the door for you. Isn't that wrong? That's it was sort of like passive aggressive. Like, you know, I would have let you go first. That's what he said. And I said, well, oh, no, I, I'm not, I wasn't in any rush. You go first. And so now I'm really mad at myself that I didn't say, hey, take your hands off of me, buddy. Don't, right. You know, that I didn't. But I was just like nice to him. You know, I let, let, let him off the hook. Like, oh, sure. It's OK to squeeze my arm <laughs> in the morning. No, it's not. I no, think the kid. I think the kids call that today, Julie. They call that a microaggression. Yeah. Without was there, the, was this, I, think, uh, I mean, I just. I, I mean, I guess, I guess, isn't that strange? I guess he was upset that I didn't walk through the door first or that I took control of the door. Who was going to enter first by saying he should go first and he didn't like that. So then he, but he touched me. I mean, who touches other people like that? You don't touch no. people, right? No. You doesn't have a right to squeeze my arm. No squeezing but, at Starbucks. No. no, that's what I said. And this, but then I was like, nice. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, what's wrong with me that I was nice to him? I mean, well, that's, that's, okay, but what, right. what, wait a minute. What's the alternative? That's the problem with these things. What's the alternative is lashing out at some guy for something that is so small. If you did that every time something like that happened, you would just drive yourself crazy. It's just, you, I know. I can but see why your boundaries like but don't touch me, buddy. Or, you know, shouldn't I have like responded that way? I don't know. Or please don't touch me. I could be nice and say I that. think slapping is good. <laughs> if you really want to go for it, a good slap. Or just slap his hand away. Slap his yeah. hand away. No, it was a real squeeze. Like, That's real- bizarre. I, I actually bizarre? I had a bizarre encounter with the mail carrier the other day. He touched me. <laughs> what? No touching people. I know. What? Like Why sort of patted my shoulder. Like we, the dog has broken the mail slot. She's done it. She's the dog is, <laughs> she, she was ripping the mail through the mail slot. It's a hundred year old house. She's broken the mail slot in six months. So we were discussing alternatives to getting the mail inside our house. And then he kind of like God, bye-bye, and, like, gave me a pat on my shoulder area. I was like, what? You're the mail carrier. <laughs> it was the same thing. Except but did he, you he say anything? Passive. Like, please don't touch me? Or No. no? I'm like, it kind of surprises you. Like, oh, my gosh, why did he just touch me? That was weird. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. like men to touch me that I don't know. <laughs> That's I, right. Right? You're right. There's no touching. I don't There's no touching. Yeah. I no. I, don't I wouldn't know. touch a man I didn't know. Would you touch one? No. 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 <laughs> well, I wouldn't touch a woman I didn't know. I wouldn't squeeze a woman in, in, in the arm and say, oh, you go first. No. Yeah, no, no me touching. neither. No. 
Yeah, I might, you know, I don't know. In a certain, I, I don't think I would be as hands off if some the situation called for it. I might, you know, pat a woman on the shoulder or something. But, uh, you know, but I wouldn't. A man never. No, I, I don't. Now, see, I know I'm going to run into this this guy, Mr. Silver Fox, again. And I just, I, so I've got to contemplate. First of all, just go first then. Just go first and order like 10 drinks. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Like frappuccinos, things that take a long time, buy a couple pounds of coffee, make them grind it up in front of me. Yeah. 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 Just so he'll never hold the door for you again or interact with you. Just do it. I know. I know. Silver Fox. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if someone has a good response to that. We probably have experts listening right now who do this sort of training either in a workplace or in a college environment. When someone actually does touch you and not in a sexual way, it just is weird. What should we say? What should we say? Right? Mm-hmm. You should be able exactly. to say, please, that makes me uncomfortable, I guess. But you're right, Liz. Yeah. If you did that every day, like something made you uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because I hate to bring up my other podcast. I hate my boss. We just talked about this uh, last week on I hate my boss because we were more in the store. We were talking about like gender, body language at work and all of that and paternalism and how that, um, you know, pops up in the workplace. I'm telling the story one time of a guy at work, you know, older than me. Okay. A generation older than me, but like patting me on my head. Like I was a yeah. baby. Like, yeah. like I was yeah. geez, yeah. because he kind of thought of me as his daughter, I guess. But that was just weird. So what do you do when a man at work pats you on the head? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. You stop crying. You. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're open to suggestions here, obviously. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Well, this weekend, you guys, I just went back in time a little bit. I went to a music festival. We had a new sort of Coachella-like music festival right here in Pasadena. It was organized by the same people, Golden Voice, that actually do Coachella. So they were hoping to bring to the Rose Bowl area, the Arroyo area, where there's a big golf course and all this stuff. They were hoping to bring kind of an older, more mature, family-friendly Coachella uh, to to the front and for that the Los fun. yeah that for the Los Angeles area Lincoln. that sounds good yeah and you know it was there were a lot of nice things about it like with Coachella you know you have to buy the three day tickets you have to get a hotel room you have to somehow get yourself out to Palm Springs you, you know you have to like drive home on it late on a Sunday night and I've never been to Coachella but that's what everyone tells me so my kids have been <laughs> I haven't been so but and don't just, you have to wear mini uh, denim shorts and bikini tops too. We're going to get to that, Joe. We're going to get to my outfit. We're going to get to my outfit (laughs) issues. So I just setting the stage. So this one was supposed to be, you could buy single day passes. So for instance, on Saturday, the headliner was Tom Petty. I'm not really a Tom Petty fan. So I, I didn't, we didn't buy passes for Saturday, but we bought passes for Sunday where the headliners were Weezer and Mumford and Sons. Two bands that I've never seen that I wanted to see. And there were other great acts uh, along the way and acts to discover. So it it looked like it was going to be good, except, you know, we had uh, a very, very hot weekend. So I think that's the law of music festivals. Like, even if temperatures are going along nicely, like the day of the music festival, it must be a zillion degrees. So Saturday, when it was predicted that it would be 100 degrees on Sunday, I started to rethink my outfit, right? Because you Mm -hmm. know it has to be an outfit where you just, 
like you're just going to sweat from the second you go outside, right? Mm-hmm. What looks mm-hmm. good with sweat streaming down my back? What what outfit is that? Um, so, so bikini, thought, bikini, Leon. I know bikini and the de- the teeny tiny denim shorts. Exactly, yeah, exactly, cool. Joel. So what I was looking for was a more mature version of that. Uh, and you know, they have all those adorable maxi dresses out and those light fluffy dresses and those dresses that are kind of tube toppy on top. And I thought, you know, that's something that you could just straight up sweat through and then throw away the next day. So why don't I go get one of those, you know, and I don't really buy disposable clothing, but I thought I'm just going to run out and get something like that. I'm not even, I'm just going to go to Target. I'm just going to go to a fake store to buy clothes and, and, and see how that goes for me. And, you know, something with sort of a music festival vibe. So I have to tell you, sisters, I had like the worst possible shopping experience ever. <laughs> and at at Target? Target. I love Target. What happened? It just, have something you ever, squeezy? have you ever like bought clothing there though? Like I just, I don't buy a lot of clothing there except t-shirts. I've never been in a dressing room there. I don't really try on dress clothes anyway i very a lot of times i just you know eyeball it like mom did and, and that's what mom would do i was just yeah. gonna say that or mom, mom would, would try the clothes on over the clothes she was wearing yes. so to ensure that none of her pants ever fit because that is hard to do wool pants over wool pants okay carry on Lee. so you know i find like five or six like you know hippie maxi dresses you know and I go into the dressing room and I don't know if it was the lights or if it was me or, you know, well, you know, when you start blaming the lights, things are bad, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you, you do, no one looks good in those target dressing rooms. No later. one, that's I guess sure. that's what I that's know it. now. I've never been I've in seen one. young teens come out in tears that have like, you know, you know, just, just have a horrible experiences in there. So it, I understand that. Land. So yeah. I tried on dress after dress and I just, I kept looking like, you know, Vanessa Hudgens, great grandmother, like, you know, coach, <laughs> I, it was not the look I was going for. I was like, I look awful in everything. Like what the heck? And so I left Target. I couldn't, I couldn't even like buy the seltzer water I needed. It was so demoralizing. I just got in the car and I wandered around. I'm like, what am I going to do now? I I guess I'll just go to Gelson's and buy dinner. And so uh, I went to the Gelson's, but across the street from Gelson's, there was a Chico's and it was like, it was like a light opening up. I'm like, you know, maybe Chico's has something. There, there, your people are in Chico's land. Julie, just go into the light land. Go into follow the light. Julie, I went in there, and Raisa, the nice saleswoman, what's the first thing she says to me? Welcome to Chico's. Let me know if I can help you. Everything's forty percent off. Everything was forty percent off there. And I picked one thing and she said, would you like me to start a dressing room? And then she looked at the size and this is the best part about Chico. She goes, oh, I don't think you're a size two. I think you're a size one. I go, yes, I'm a size one. (laughs) It's amazing how that works. That is such an obvious marketing strategy, but it works. Create your own sizing. Everybody feels better. It just completely changed my mood. I'm a size one here. And so, uh, and their dressing rooms were more flattering. And I found kind of a light, airy white shirt. I was like, this is what I was looking for. I tried on a few other things. At one point, she brought in a macrame top. And I was like, "Mm, that's a bridge too far, Raisa. I I don't think I can go there. It's very music festival, but so there you go. I just, I just turned it around a hundred percent. So just want to thank the lovely women at Chico's 
before I was having a down day. I didn't think I was going to be able to find anything. I felt, found a light shirt, and you got me the right T-shirt to go under it. I want to thank you. It was an incredibly hot day, but you know what? I looked cool in my white tunic with some sort of lacy collar situation happening. It was so hot. I couldn't even, like, I went to put on sort of jeans thinking, well, it may get cool at night. I couldn't even. So I just pulled on a little skirt. I wore a skirt. I wore a skirt, Jewel. So. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Leanne. That sounds like a cute outfit and sounds uh, sounds very appropriate. It was a, And it was a fun day. I haven't been to a music festival in a while, you know, where you go, you you're in, you're in for seven or eight hours. You bring your blanket. There was a blanket protocol there where you could put down a blanket and save your space. It was controversial because at Coachella, there are no blankets. Everyone just pushes to the front of the stage. But because this is for old people and families, they let us put <laughs> blankets down. So, and people respected the blanket. So that was good because I put it down at three. And four hours later, when we came back to see Weezer, we just got on our blanket and everything was good. So a great little band from New Orleans. Julie, the revivalists. Uh, they mm-hmm. were fantastic. Want to recommend them. They were clearly festival ready. They were, because from New Orleans, they must play at a zillion festivals. And if I was a 22-year-old and had, you know, was working at Starbucks, I would quit my job to follow the band because the lead singer <laughs> was that cute. I mean, he was so cute. <laughs> and, and they don't care that it's hot land. No, they, they weren't don't care. Bothered by the no, uh-uh. no, not one bit. Then okay. we went to another band where I had read, like, oh, this is the band that, you know, backs Neil Young when he plays now. And I thought, okay, oh. well, if it's good enough for Neil Young, it's good enough for me. It, and it had a name like Lucas Nelson and the somethings. It's Willie Nelson's son. He was oh, fantastic. Really? Uh, yeah. He sort of told a story about his dad singing George on My Mind. And I was like, oh, wait, I think your dad's, <laughs> wait, what is your name? Oh, you know, we had very little information, but we didn't care. That was a music festival. So it was really fun. We saw that adorable little band, Fits in the Tantrums, you know, that just like the clapping song. They were good. Oh. <laughs> and uh, lively pop band. And then Weezer was awesome. Uh, one of, there's just a favorite band of mine. Very quirky, Los Angeles based. They have a great sense of humor. So they came out dressed as Guns N' Roses, which I really appreciate. <laughs> really well, that appreciated. is funny. They're very ready funny. for a festival too. Very, very funny. And then he changed clothes like three times, Rivers Cuomo. And then just they killed it. Like an hour of great Weezer tunes. And then Mumford and Sons, which I guess, I don't know, sort of a disappointment, I have to say. I was surprised. But Oh, I'm disappointed to hear that because I like Mumford and Sons. I know, I like them too. Uh, They just, just not, uh, they they played a couple of hits and then they went into like funeral dirge mode. I don't know. At the end of the festival, I said, this is no Neville Brothers. You know how the Nevilles used to end Jazz Fest? You know, you want to be up on your feet. You're tired and so right. I, we, we bailed early. We, we left Mumford and Sons after about five songs, but, um, but all in all, excellent. I think I had a good outfit. It was mature. I did not get sunburned. I stayed hydrated. Uh, we found the shade. See, Land, you can still do music I can still festivals. do it, Jewel. I, I'm I mean, proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of me, too. Yesterday, I felt like I had run a marathon. I was, my legs <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say you can still do music festivals when they take place directly next door to your home. That is the other thing. That does make it easier. The walking distance to the Rose Bowl from your home must help. It really does help, Liz. I I have to say, many, many issues that people had, I just didn't have them because we don't have to park. So up next, uh, well, Metallica is playing at the Rose Bowl. We are not going to that. And Justin Bieber, we're going to be out of town. But I am going to see Green Day in September. And I I did buy general admission tickets. It will be on the floor. So that will be another 
test of my stamina. <laughs> so, yeah. You need to start working on your Green Day outfit now. Give yourself a running start. Because Green Day is worth a special outfit. I, I would go back to Chico's. You guys, they've had, you know, they they did a good job, Leanne. Give them a chance to come up with a Green Day outfit. Thank you, Chico's. Thank you. <laughs> Seems like kind of a task for H and M too, but that might we don't be... have an H and M anymore. Oh, you don't? No, no. it closed. It cl- closed. Oh. We don't have one. So that's yeah. It would have been a good H and M task, but no. Okay. And plus, the music's too loud in there. I can't. <laughs> 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 okay okay you that's so, so old Leanne. i know old. that's embarrassing i, I know okay. all right well speaking of other major upcoming events i do want to provide uh this week's report on the eclipse ellipse as are I you are you on the marketing team liz are you getting paid for this or are you just no. you're just in so deep okay. okay i'm just in very deep because i'm in the zone of totality in oregon julie so <laughs> i think i think if you're in the zone of totality you feel this more deeply than other people uh for instance a friend of mine from new york emailed me today a story from her local Westchester County newspaper about like how exciting it's going to be the total eclipse of the sun coming up August 21st this summer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they, I responded to her. I was like, they didn't even mention that Rye, New York is nowhere near the zone of totality. So do not kid yourselves, people. You are not going to see a total eclipse of the sun except on TV. Okay. (laughs) So no. So obviously I've been touting some of the Oregon opportunities because I will be in central Oregon uh, near Bend. But Bruce Carey, who's part of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, posted an excellent tip uh, in the group yesterday. This is a solar eclipse party happening at Warm Springs Ranch in Missouri, in Boonville, Missouri. So for those of you in the center of the country, and we know many of you are, uh, here's the hot ticket in Boonville. For 50 bucks, you get eclipse glasses, uh, you get parking, you get two 10-ounce samples of Budweiser, because, <laughs> because the Warm Springs Ranch, wow, wait, the best part of this, the Warm Springs Ranch is the home of the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdale's sister. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, so the eclipse special. Yeah. The eclipse is at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. So you probably don't need more than two 10 ounce samples of the Budweiser. You can buy additional food and beer. And then here's the best part. I think this costs extra because they did not specify. But when I went into the details on the event, it's uh, these magic words. Clydesdale photo opportunity available for guests. Oh. Okay. So come on. Yeah. You see, get to that see to me, that would be worth driving to. To, yeah. to have your picture taken with the Clydesdale and the eclipse. <laughs> yes. That's pretty, and and oh. the eclipse. And you know what? All of the eclipse hype keeps telling you like how animals behave during an eclipse. It's like they, everybody, even the birds get quiet, all of that. I would like to see exactly what the Clydesdales do during a total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> it's going to be. And it's hard Julie, to believe, actually, you could shake up the Clydesdales. I mean, uh, you know, because yeah. they, they're in some pretty high-pressure situations, all those parades and those commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to see. Yeah. Uh, Julie, if you want to drive north from Texas with your grandchildren, uh, it's 50 bucks if you're 19 or older, but 25 if you're 
six to 18 and five and under free, totally free. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Right. You don't even really need the beer if you're under I, five. I'm <laughs> hoping that they cut out the 10 out of the sample beers for the, for the youngsters. I would hope that. And I'm guessing the youngsters are going to totally forget the total eclipse of the sun, but they will remember meeting a Clansdale. Yes. So anyway, if you want more details on that, that's already posted by Bruce Carey. Thank you very much. Uh, Posted by Bruce Carey in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So check it out. And if you're doing other solar eclipse parties near you, if you are in the zone of totality, feel free to post them. If you are not in the zone of totality, we are not interested. It's like, (laughs) it's all about the totality. Yeah. Okay. And we just, we just have some standards here. The total eclipse of the sun. Uh, Okay. Warm Springs Ranch, Boonville, Missouri. Thank you, Bruce. All right. We want to thank a couple of sponsors for making uh, Satellite Sisters possible today. First of all, we have a new sponsor at Satellite Sister. It's a product that I enjoy. Julie, I know you enjoy it too. And that's Honest Tea. Uh, You know, they make great tasting organic beverages in a variety of flavors. All honest beverages are USDA organic. And all tea leaves and cane sugar are fair trade certified. So that's fantastic. That's uh, honest Tea's products include the ready-to-drink bottled teas, the organic juice drinks, and Honest Sports, a line of organic sports drinks. And they range from zero calorie slash unsweetened, which are the ones I really enjoy, to just a tad sweet to 100 calories per bottle. And Jill, I know no. you like these for your grandkids. Urban Nana is on Honest Tea. Yes, Urban Nana stocks her house with the uh, with the the juice uh, drinks, the organic juice drinks, because I feel like I can give those. I know they're good for them, and I'm not going to get any back talk from the parents, you know, uh, that I'm giving <laughs> your hipster your hipster kid parents. Yes, yeah. yeah, and I I gave up soda a couple years ago, so that's when I discovered Honest Tea. Sometimes I go right to this section in the grocery store and I just drink the bottle. Right there in the grocery store and then hand the empty <laughs> bottle to the cashier. So, um, But you know what? We are joining Honesty in celebrating the lighthearted ways that we're less than perfect through the refreshingly honest campaign. Hey, Satellite Sisters is all about being less than perfect, so that's perfect. Uh, and you can use the hashtag refreshingly honest to share the fun and funny ways you're less than perfect on social media. Don't forget to tag it with hashtag refreshingly honest. And here's mine for today. You guys hashtag refreshingly honest. I have had organizing my linen closet on my to-do list most of my adult life. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Sister. If you want more honesty and you want to check out the honesty product line, please go to honest t.com slash podcast and that's honest t.com slash podcast and let's get some of the satellite sisterhood adding to that hashtag hashtag refreshingly honest thanks honest t for supporting the satellite sisters we would also like to thank harry's for supporting satellite sisters we've been talking about the great shaving stuff at harry's for a while here at satellite sisters and why because we love it because they just want to bring you a great shave at a fair price. And that's why over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's, including all the men in my family and all the men in your family. Right, Joel? I mean, this is it. The guys like it. Now, I'm going to go visit my son. I'm not so sure he wants me to come visit, but I'm going to be bringing (laughs) a Harry's gift set with me. And I know he'll like that. 
I just ordered up a bunch because all of my friend, my son's friends graduated from college this year. So I ordered up a bunch of the sets, and I'm just handing them out as graduation gifts. They don't know they're reasonably priced shaving kits. They think they're really great gifts. And I got an excellent review from Luke who said, wow, I've been hearing about Harry's, and I wanted to try it. And the blade and the handle is so nice. Thank you so much. An actual handwritten note. I mean... Who does that? Well, wow. So wow. that, that well, says um, it Aries all. is impressive. And you can feel really good about giving this as a gift to all the men in your life. And now's the time to do it because you can claim your free trial offer from Harry's today. That's a $13 value for free when you sign up. You just need to cover the $3 shipping. You want to go to harrys.com forward slash sisters harrys.com forward slash sisters and they will give you their trial set for free just pay the three bucks for the shipping and you're asking what's in the trial set here's what you get you get a weighted ergonomic razor handle you get five precision engineered blades with lubricating strip and a trimmer blade i guess that's important you get the rich (laughs) lathering shave gel which smells delicious and you get a travel blade cover so that's a good deal it's a free trial set uh, just $3 shipping. You want to go to harrys.com forward slash sisters, harrys.com forward slash sisters. It is a limited time offer. So go now, go right now. <laughs> okay. Maybe wait till the end of the show, but then go to <laughs> harrys.com forward slash sisters. Thanks Harry's. That's great. Thanks Leanne. So, all right. I posted this in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group yesterday, and we got some comments. I felt like we really, really, really needed to discuss Gwyneth Paltrow's wellness conference that took place in Los Angeles last week called In Goop Health. Okay. Now, okay. 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 I mean, first, um, Goop. I mean, why, why, oh, why is that? The name of but, her. you know, I'm over it. She established that a long time. Like, uh, Gwyneth, is, uh, you just got to let Gwyneth be Gwyneth, I figure. But there are other, you know, semi-reliable people that turn up at these things that uh, I would like to hold to account a little bit more. But anyway, so in Goop Health, uh, they got 600 people. It was completely sold out. And people paid, attendees paid between $500 and $1,500 to attend. That's now, I think that's a lot. That's a lot. So for that, though, for that though, Julie, I, I included in is the the session on aura photography. Like, don't you want a photo of your aura? You can uh, speak to a crystal shaman in case yeah. you haven't quite sorted out your crystals yet, and uh, you can go to the IV drip station. Which can I say, these are now starting to open up as retail outlets around Southern California, not goop branded, but like go in and get high. I don't understand that. Really? That you go in and they, and they, yeah, yeah. They just hang a bag for you, whatever. So, you know, as I said, far far be it from me to bag on Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, she started, she said she started on this goopy journey, um, you know, when her father was sick with cancer. And so she started to explore a lot of alternative therapies and things. And you can totally understand how you would do that. And she has gone down a path and she's taken Nicole Richie down that path with her. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Richie was one of the experts at the, at in but her, but her husband got off the crazy train, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But no, I okay. really, 
my bone to pick is with the so-called medical experts that turn up at stuff like this. And I'm just not sure I'm going to be able to follow the advice of Dr. Stephen Gundry. He's in the article that I posted. Uh, you know, for Operation Sea Turtle, I've really been working on my overall health and wellness, including not just my eating habits and my exercise habits, but meditation and other things. So I'm kind of into it. It's not like I reject any of this stuff. I'm trying to find my own. I'm on a journey too, Gwyneth. A goopy journey. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my journey is not really goopy, however. So the, the three main things that Stephen Gundry uh, suggests in this story I'm sorry, I just have to reject them outright. It would just be impossible for me to do any of these things, Dr. Gundry. Number one is no tomatoes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Getting through no tomatoes, Leanne, you can't be eating any nightshades. No tomatoes, no eggplant, no potatoes, because he said they are, quote, designed to penetrate our gut wall and make us sick. Well, okay, I understand the whole gut thing is a new area of medicine. And I do buy it. I get it. I'm sorry. I just cannot live my life with no tomatoes. I've said this many times on Satellite Sisters. Tomatoes are my desert island food. Like if I had to name one food <laughs> for the rest of my life. I eat tomatoes every day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, Dr. Gundry, the no tomatoes thing, I'm out. And I happen to also like eggplant and potatoes. So I got a problem with that. Number two, um, Anti-inflammatories. Uh, uh, I've said before in the show, Advil is my drug of choice. Advil, uh, I, I love Advil. Here, here, here's what Dr. Gundry says. Taking just one Advil or a leave is like swallowing a hand grenade. It blows gaping <laughs> holes in the wall of your gut. Okay, wow. sorry. That's some strong just language. That. Yeah, yeah. strong language. I mean, it's not like I take a lot of Advil. But when I take something, it's going to be Advil. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I do have a gaping hole in the wall of my gut. Uh, he suggests that instead of Advil, uh, of course, turmeric. Everyone suggests that for everything. Oh, God, gosh, stop with the turmeric. Okay. Turmeric, fish oil, and magnesium. But I'm just not sure that the fish oil is really going to help me when you get just like you, you've got the like muscle pain from just poor form in your body sculpting class. Uh, <laughs> I just think fish oil is not going to be the solution to that, Dr. Gundry. So, okay, number one, no tomatoes. Number two, no anti-inflammatories. Number three, and I mentioned this last week, it's all about the fasting now, right? So here's, oh. here's what Dr. Gundry does. He consumes all of his calories in two hours every night. That's it. Huh. What? He, he does not seem like a fun person at all. <laughs> no. no. Uh, Gwyneth, you know, I'd, I'd rather do what Nicole Richie tells me to do uh, than what <laughs> Dr. Stephen Gundry tells me to do. <laughs> I would really. That's quite a statement, Liz. <laughs> now, Stephanie on our in our Facebook group, you know, she posted that, you know, it's just a shame there are kind of these you know, conferences out there peddling in misinformation because she really does believe in functional medicine and gut health is important. I totally agree with you, Stephanie. I like, I can't. So, but that, if that's what Stephen Gundry has to say, I'm just going to say no. So the, the alternative therapy suggested by Nicole Ritchie, I'm just going to leave you sisters with this. 
Um, I'm going to skip the fasting, but she suggests grounding slippers. Have you? (laughs) No, no. So you just feel more grounded. And then as long as you're being grounded, you might as well try the leech facial. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there you have it. Take back to the middle ages. Sounds great, Liz. Take from this information what you will. Um, I don't know what I'm going to take, but I'm not going to take the no tomatoes, no Advil, (laughs) no food plan. Just the Operation Sea Turtle cannot accommodate those three prongs, as Sheila would say. I'm I'm rejecting your prongs, Dr. Gundry. No can do. Well, Liz, there was a piece in the New York Times on Sunday. It's a good companion piece to uh, the Goopy Journey because it was the stupidest piece of writing I've ever seen in the New York Times. <laughs> I had to Which read is it. saying a lot, Leanne. Right, you know, right. They've, they've had some really strange articles yes. over the years. Yeah. I mean, it was in the Sunday style section, so it wasn't presented as headline news or, you know, worthy of being above the fold. And yet it was given like a front page placement. And it was about the children of billionaires having seances in Leonard Bernstein's former apartment. Okay. That you is are the kidding. No. This is the premise of the story. And honestly, if I hadn't seen the headline, the New York Times, if I hadn't actually picked it up in my own Sunday paper, you would have thought it was an onion story, like that it was a satire. <laughs> yeah. Because every, almost every paragraph was mockable, you know, and I don't know these people. So unlike you, hands off Gwyneth Paltrow, I, I can say to um, the twins here, the Milstein twins, Larry and his sister, Toby, like, I don't know why you're holding seances in the Dakota apartment of Leonard Bernstein, but stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Okay. Apparently these kids are the offspring, very lucky offspring of a family. I mean, they are adults, right? They're like 20, 22 and 24, 22 okay, and 24. So, so they're technically adults. Yes. Many people at that age are, yeah, are doing, yeah. Yes. Are being- so. Yes, these millennial billion hairs, billion heirs, as they call them, apparently uh, give our subs- substantial arts philanthropists. Okay, now Ms. Milstein, the New York Times describes as Instagram-ready looks and tremendous means, exemplifies a new generation of philanthropists, the social justice warrior princess. Okay, oh, that oh. is not, that's nothing. No one, <laughs> that's nothing. Does, did it mention if she ate uh, tomatoes? Is she? <laughs> oh, Julie, we're going to get have... to everything they're wearing, they're eating, and they're smelling at the seance because the writer wanted to tell us everything they were wearing, what flavor the toco candle was for the seance, and what they were serving to drink. But Mr. Milstein, the 24-year-old, is described by the Times as a finely curated man. I mean, what is that? Okay. What is that? (laughs) Okay. And then the people they invited to the seance included, like, the arrival of Princess Noor, the daughter of Iran's exiled crowned prince. Okay. And the granddaughter of the late Shah. And Liz, you might be interested to know that she brought cheese to the seance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds healthy. She she sounds like someone I would trust right there. She had on a black leather Terry Mugliere dress and Saint Laurent heels. So there you go. Uh-huh. 
other uh, class, other people at the seance included um, the great granddaughters of the Impressionist painter Pizarro. They were there. Uh, people who went to Barnard and Yale, and they're named Piper and things like that, <laughs> and were very dressed up. And the scene did they get their clothes at Chico's? Do you think, Liam? No, no, I don't think so, Julie. It doesn't sound like it because they described uh, the writer describes the scene as a crossover episode of Gossip Girl and the Adams Family. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> okay, now I know. I mean, the whole thing was ridiculous. So they actually tried to conjure up the ghost of Leonard Bernstein because, as Miss Milstein said, like. He was doing for his causes what I was doing for my, what I'm doing for my causes now. That's what she said. She compared herself to Leonard Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who, okay. who wrote West Side Just Story. never do that. That's just not that hard. That's a no. That's like touching people you don't know. I know. Don't, yeah. don't squeeze strangers. Do not compare yourself to Leonard Bernstein. Okay. We've got two big takeaways from today's show. Yeah. And then she said, and in this apartment, Leonard Bernstein invited the Pink Panthers to speak. And then she went, oh, I mean the Black Panthers. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. she did. Yes, she did. Okay. And then the grandson, the actual grandson of Leonard Bernstein said, no, he never invited the Black Panthers to that apartment. So, you know, they light the candles. They chill the crystal. They have bottles of Jack Daniels and pastel macarons. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and cheese and the cheese. That, that Thank the God for the brought, cheese that the princess brought. Yeah. So one of the guests was described as Lindsay Lowen, but pre-drugs. That was her look. I mean, the whole article is just ridiculous. And then they like start playing. Uh, they have someone on the piano who starts singing Maria from West Side Story. Oh, Do you okay. think Leonard Bernstein is really coming back for you people? I mean, honestly. I think. I think he's probably a little sick of hearing show tunes from West Side Story, too. You know, Leon, da- uh, Dad took me to a Leonard Bernstein party because we lived, uh, Leonard Bernstein lived in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, not very close to uh, where we grew up. And we used to go trick-or-treating there uh, for Halloween. This was before your time. He had he had a very long driveway and no candy. So that we, <laughs> so we eliminated don't bring him back. Don't, we eliminated back. him from that. But we went to this was in Dad's like radical days where when he was hanging out with a lot the of radical Je- with the pink uh, Panthers? Right, the yeah. radical Jesuit priests. Yeah. And he got invited to some party, some organizing committee party. And I don't know, I guess mom was cooking dinner, so she didn't want to go. So I went with dad to a, a party and I, there were all kinds of organizers there. So yes. Oh, okay. That so, is a good New York times story. This yeah. about the seance with the billionaires is not. So Julie, you should throw a seance then just do it. Okay. In Dallas. Maybe that's and there our... was no singing of Maria at the party. Land. That was not happening. Yeah. Maybe our next meetup should be a seance. <laughs> We can figure out who the Satellite Sisterhood wants to bring back. Mary Tyler Moore. Let's bring her back. (laughs) I'm so in on that. Anyway. I'll bet we could get Nicole Richie to turn up for that. (laughs) Well, I feel kind of, I I feel like, you know, now hearing both the goop and the seance story that I have a royal report and they sound actually pretty legitimate compared to your crowd. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm going to be busy this week. I have to mail, I have to go to the post office and I have to mail my half slips. You know, I am the only person left in America that owns not one, but uh, like multiple half slips in uh, various sizes, sort of long and short. And I'm mailing one uh, to the Duchess of Cambridge, and then I'm mailing a second one to Princess Beatrice, okay? Because they both had unfortunate STSs, which is see-through situations. Oh. I know, I know. I don't know how it happened to the Duchess of Cambridge. There she was at Ascot. She looked so beautiful in this white lace dress, but it was a little bitty, a little bit see-through. She needed a half slip under under her ensemble. And so, of course, the paparazzi were all over the fact that you could see her legs and blah, blah, blah. And it reminded them of the picture of Princess Diana when she, uh, bef- you know, uh, when she was at the nursery school and you could see through her skirt. So Princess Beatrice, it was another situation. She was at a different party at the Victoria and Albert summer party in a semi-sheer lace panel dress. You know those dresses where it's got kind of a nude dress underneath and then lace on top. So when you first look at it, you're like, oh, my God, they're nude. But no, 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 they're not nude. It's all together. But her dress. (laughs) How old? Who is Princess Beatrice? How old is she? She's a grown woman now. She's 24. Okay. Oh, I, so, I so, thought she was one of their kids. No. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> she's one of Sarah. She's Sarah's daughter, right? Sarah Ferguson's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, no, I do not... not- I do not, not Princess Charlotte. Not Princess Charlotte. Okay, sorry, if I got confused. She wants to wear a see-through dress. She can because she's two. Okay, yeah, so that's what, exactly what I'm thinking. Okay, Pinterest, who has? It seems to me again they have access to resources to closets. It seems surprising that they don't have slips mm. in the in the in the United Kingdom. Okay, seems like the kind of country where there would be whole like armoires full of slips. But there she was in again in an STS situation, see through situation where you really could see her undergarments. And that's unfortunate. And I I just don't understand Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie, her sister. I mean, they just wear the worst looking stuff. I mean, don't they have anyone that can put those two young girls in things that either aren't clownish or frumpy? I don't know. So, I think they like I it. I think they're very expressive. Yeah. I think they just like to really express their personalities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's intentional. Okay. All so. right. Well, I think they, they, but I'm sending them slips on the way. Okay. <laughs> okay, mom. Next, okay, next, Prince Harry. Okay. Uh, all right. I want to give Prince Harry kudos for two things. I think he has he has come out and he's talked about mental health. It's an issue that is not talked about enough. He is a very prominent person. I think the fact that he's talked about his own struggles with that, about the crushing depression he felt after the death of his mother, you know, the things that he went through associated with his death. So he gets kudos for that. But he gave a he gave an interview this week where he made a couple of statements about how he he didn't really want to grow up as a royal. And he said that no one in the royal family wants to be king or queen. So, I thought that was funny. I, I... <laughs> funny. OK. Yeah. Made I mean, me laugh. I, I, if you're in Great Britain, 
I, I mean, they, I mean, if you're, you're paying for this, if you're a citizen of Great Britain, you are paying for Harry to do whatever it is that Harry does. Uh, and so if they don't really want to be king or queen, I am sure there are other people that would be very willing to step in, in that role and would bring a lot of enthusiasm to it. I mean, he's like Hamlet or something, you know, <laughs> he's like, oh, we're not doing this for ourselves, but for the greater good. And so, I mean, it's just is I don't know if they know how ridiculous that sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, imagine You're... the royal family being out of touch. I can't. How does that happen? <laughs> that is a shocking development. I know. I know. But I mean, he, he said they are trying to modernize the monarchy. OK, well, I mean, maybe they should just get rid of it. OK, because as I've said, royalty is ridiculous. And when you make ridiculous statements like this, that no one in the royal family wants to be king or queen, I think Camilla, first of all, did does want to be <laughs> a lot of dramas. There are two that I'm completely hooked on, one that I binge viewed and one that, of course, as a satellite sister, I had to vote for. So an outstanding drama series. I voted for The Americans, which is Good. just a Julie. Don't you love that show? That I mean, is a very good show, Leanne. Yes, it, uh, Liz and Leanne. Liz, yeah, yes. That. See, if you have <laughs> Liam. if you have if you have not watched The Americans, go back to the beginning and start. It, it's. It just, it's yeah, I incredible. think that's important. That's a good a piece of advice, Liz. I wouldn't just yeah. plunge in. Uh, yeah. it, uh, you, you need to know the whole backstory of what you're watching. Yep. Yeah. So I voted for the Americans because I love that. I voted for Homeland because I love that show. Mm-hmm. And every season has been great. And Homeland is a show where you could kind of take a season where you don't have to start at the very beginning. But uh, so I voted for that. And then. Of course, I voted for The Crown because I binge viewed that. And yes. that was awesome. We talked about that on Satellite Sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I voted for, of course, Madam Secretary. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, excellent. Okay, All right, you. Liz. We got so, some skin in the game now. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we got skin in the game. I would like to see Matt. That's a tough category to get nominated in. Outstanding yeah. drama series. But so I, I put in a good word for Madam Secretary on behalf of everyone who has even listened to the recap you guys do on Satellite Sisters Talk TV. Your Madam Secretary recap just adds so much to my enjoyment of that show. So if you want to start with Madam Secretary, you can do both. You can start watching it uh, online at CBS.com. It's on Netflix and- now, too. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Someone in the Satellite Sisters group posted that it's finally on Netflix. So, and you can listen to Leanne and Julie recap the episodes. So both are highly worthwhile. Though the show is a drama, I would say the recap is more of a comedy. If yes. we were going to sort of put, <laughs> put you in your, uh, and then there are a million other categories, just like crazy things. But then there was one that I thought, oh my God, I have no opinions on this. The category is outstanding short form nonfiction or reality series. Mm, so what is that? So that's like everything that's online now where people are doing six episodes of a, oh. you know, of a story about something. And so short form obviously means um, it's shorter and nonfiction or reality. So it's like, in this case, nature series or like short game shows or things like that. So I'm looking through all of the things that are in that category thinking, nope, nope, nope. And then I get to this one and I know this is what I have to vote for. I only voted for one show in outstanding short form nonfiction or reality series. And it's the show called sea turtle rescue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
is, and I watched it online. If you're a sea turtle fan, as I am, mm-hmm. this is uh, it's six episodes about South Carolina's aquarium sea turtle care center and the fine people that work there uh, rescuing the sea turtles. Uh, so there you go. Those that's the, the highlights of my Emmy nomination. Who knows? So wouldn't it be great if Sea Turtle Rescue and Madam Secretary both got some kind of an Emmy nomination? I know, Lee, and we've got we've got to start some online movement uh, pressure. Uh, do we have to pressure Emmy voters like yourself to vote for Madam Secretary? Well, it's well, over now. Yes. It's too but, late now. Too late now. But, but but there's, so there's no no other. But now that the nom- votes are in, that's the votes are in. Votes closed. But if they get nominated, then we should start our own campaign. Okay, yes. that's what I meant. Okay, good. Uh, okay, good. there. And we won't we won't know if they get nominated till August. Liz, so. I don't know in the entertainment category if you voted for this show, but it is my summer guilty pleasure. I'm just going to admit it. I enjoy I enjoyed this show. Boy Band. Have you seen it? It's on ABC on Thursdays. And it's just what you think it is. It's a singing contest where they're trying to pick a a contest. They have like contestants and they're trying to form a boy band. Okay. It is great. It's cute boys. It's pop songs. It's hair gel. There are tears. There's smiles. uh, And they don't have judges. They have architects. So Nick Carter, um, oh. Emma from uh, is uh, Bunton is in it, and Timbaland, I guess, uh, Land is, I guess, the uh, official. So, you wow, who this is the new thing, okay? Latitude Margaritaville, yes, Jimmy Bar- Buffett and his partners are planning an active adult community under the name Latitude Margaritaville. This is going to be in Daytona Beach, but they also have one plan for Hilton Head. And this is for, you know, active seniors, 55 and up, who want to live like it, like they're in Margaritaville. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think that sounds mm-hmm. like? Well, you know, um, parrot heads are fun. Yeah. So it could be very active. But Sounds like a lot of margaritas. With yes. Long term. yes. Sounds yes. like right, two Might not be part of the Operation Sea Turtle plan. Even Dr. Stephen Gundry would probably say no to the uh, mega margaritas every day. So, but hey, if you're a parrot head, I can see why that would be fun. Okay. This is, so it's going to be a big, nice uh, living community. It's, I, I would expect you'd have a lot of two tan trashed out seniors, uh, but <laughs> it might be, <laughs> it, it might be. For someone. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Here's the next thing that I really thought you actually could get into that would assist you in your drive from Los Angeles to Bend, Oregon, because this is a new big trend with seniors. It's called the teardrop trailers. Have you seen? Oh, these? I love that. Yes. I love yes, can I please just say, stop calling me a senior, please. Okay. Yeah, really? Honestly, I'm, I'm embracing this up. 55 and up. Okay. okay. You just, just get with it. Sister. You okay. Call me a silver Fox then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I Teardrop trailers are adorable. Yes. You see them in sunset magazine all the time. That's right. Well, these are 14 or 15 foot little trailers. They were developed in the 1930s. They faded away in the 1960s, but they're good because they're light, they're aerodynamic, they're easy to turn in. Liz, I thought you could really get into this. And of course, there is a a 50 plus clubs of teardrop trailer enthusiasts that you might also like to join. Very popular in Oregon, Liz. Okay. 
drop. Tra- I think I'll there's I'm guessing, a lot of the eclipse. Yeah, I'm guessing there's a big cross section between them and the Margaritaville uh, people <laughs> that they're. No, I I think they're different. I, I I think I think the teardrop trailer people could be a little more more. <laughs> Venturesome. Not, no, not I just drunk. kind of see the Margarita Villa yeah. people is pretty laid back. You know, like maybe they don't want to like move around a whole lot, move slowly, you know, uh, really, you know, just relax. Where teardrop trailer people, they're, uh, they're on the go. I on mean, the go. They, yeah. you can see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the third thing. And I don't know what your doctor from the Goop um, Expo would have said to this. But this is a big trend that you got to get into, and that is Cafe Americanos. Do you know that this drink is really can help prevent illness? Um, a, a Cafe Americano is an espresso with hot water, but mm-hmm. it contains more copper, allegedly, than coffee. And so it is supposed to burn fat more, huh. and it is higher in antioxidants. Uh, so all of a sudden we're interested. Yeah. No, okay. okay. Well, she hasn't said okay. the word senior in this piece. So, <laughs> okay. Again, this was the senior edition of Tuesday trends. Li- I know. And I so know. this is a drink is recommended for seniors. Okay. All right. Okay. There's, I think we can just recommend it for everyone. Let's but just just, I think we should, I think this is the new drink. Okay. Uh, espresso, hot water, more copper, uh, more antioxidants, burning fat. Get okay. on it. <laughs> I'm totally for all of those things. Okay. Well, thank you for, for thinking of me. Um, that was, that's helpful. I will, I will consider a few of those suggestions. Uh, moving, moving on. I had a book club meeting last night and the book we chose to read for this month well, I should say they chose because I wasn't there last month and I never would have chosen this, uh, is Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. I always thought that A, I already read this, or B, <laughs> or B, I did not like Margaret Atwood. So when I got the email last month that like, okay, we're reading The Handmaid's Tale, I was like, oh God, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I would just like to issue an apology to Margaret Atwood. This is an amazing book. Yeah. No, I have never read it. And yes, I do love you, Margaret Atwood. The Handmaid's Tale, if you haven't read it, maybe you think you have, but you probably haven't. Uh, I recommend it. It's obvious, It's super timely, really interesting, fascinatingly written. I think I was just sort of out because I heard it was, you know, kind of science fiction, which it's not. It takes place in the future, but it's the near future. Just everything about the book was so fascinating to me that I got about halfway through the book and I thought, I wonder who reads the audiobook because this would be amazing as an audiobook because it's just one woman's voice the whole time. It's one woman telling you her story. So I go to Audible, audible.com slash sisters, and um, Claire Danes reads the oh. audiobook. So, okay, is that fate or what? So touch a homeland but with Claire Danes. And uh, so the audiobook also unbelievably amazing. And then uh, last night I watched the first episode of the Hulu TV series, which stars Elizabeth Moss. And I only watched the first episode and it's already a little bit different, like story wise and character wise, different than the book, which I'm totally cool with. But people say the whole Hulu series is uh, really great. And, uh, and, they in season one of the Hulu series, they did the book, 
but now they're going to do a season two. Like in case you ever really did read the book, like actually read it, not like me <laughs> and, and wondered like, oh my God, because it ends kind of abruptly as you know, Leanne, because yeah. you've read it, right? Yes. We, it was a book club pick for us 15 years ago when it first came out. Yeah. And what'd you think? Loved it. I mean, loved it. Again, not really drawn to that kind of stuff, but really, really, really enjoyed the book. It's a great book club book because there's a lot to discuss there. So a a lot to discuss. Yeah. So here, here is the funny thing. So last night on the way home from the book club, I thought, why did I think I had read this? And why did I think I did not like Margaret Atwood? And I realized it's not Margaret Atwood I don't like. It's Doris Lessing I don't write. like. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, the light bulb went on. And it's like, no, I read The Golden Bowl, not The Handmaid's Tale. It's, it's The Golden Bowl I didn't like. I don't want to read any more Doris Lessing. But I'm totally down with Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. Just goes to show. So yeah, anyway, good recommendation. I haven't read the book. I, I again, I always assumed I don't like Margaret Atwood. So I, I guess I don't know why, and I yeah. and I don't have an opinion about Doris Lessing. So um, it's, okay. <laughs> I recommend it. No, fantastic. Oh, good. I'm glad Julie. Get on board. It's a good book. It's a good book. Uh, all right, we're wrapping up here, but I, it's exciting. We've moved on to a new dance number, my dance troupe. After <laughs> after conquering Bruno Mars and a disco ballroom version of Car Wash, we have now moved on to Broadway, and we're doing all that jazz from Chicago. Oh, my God. Fosse, fosse, fosse. We're doing it. <laughs> Okay. We got chairs. We're just, we're whipping things around. It's happening. Broadway. That's a lot of jazz hands, Liam. <laughs> that's a lot of, that's like peak jazz hands. It's more yeah, swishy a lot of, a lot of swishy seems dangerous. It seems dangerous with the chairs. Because as I remember, there's a lot of draping over the chairs. So it seems like you could fall off your chair. It's, we, <laughs> we, yes, Julie, that's absolutely right. You're going to need some Advil for that one. I'm telling you right now. It's absolutely right. (laughs) Or straps. Maybe you could strap yourselves into the chairs before (laughs) you do the number. Uh, uh, It's exciting. I think he's going to give us a long time to learn this one. So, uh, yeah, we're we're moving pretty slowly, but that's okay. Uh, So, very exciting. You know, just channeling my BB New Earth. So, it's great. It's great. Okay, again, the tie back to Madam Secretary is... is, Okay, so there you have it. Uh, the we'll we'll have to wrap this up for this week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Sat Sisters. I'm at SS Liz. Leon, you are at, at Leon Dolan. Dolan, and Julie, you are <laughs> Julie Satsis. <laughs> Julie Satsis. So you should do that. You should join our Facebook group, like our Facebook page. That means whenever we have news or announcements or a new show posted, you automatically get it. And go to SatelliteSisters.com if you're ever looking for more information about any of our shows. We always put episode notes up there. And now we also have links to some of the the great sponsors who support our podcast. So uh, there you have it. Okay, you guys, uh, have a good week. Doing anything. Okay, we are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 